Praise the Lord. Um, I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. Well, it looks like we made it to 2021. Uh, I truly hope everyone listening in today, this new year, find peace, strength, and courage through the living word of God. Because every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him, according to Proverbs 30. And also in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says this, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word quick in the beginning means living, alive. With that in mind, let's start this week with meditation of the week from Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. The main text for this week comes from Psalms uh, 1, verses 1 through 6. The message title is The Lord Jesus Christ, The Most Blessed One. Main text from Psalms 1. Please follow along if you have your Bible open. I'll go ahead and read it. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit and his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. 
The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for leading us into year 2021 with your word today. May the Holy Spirit anoint each and everyone listening today so that we may receive wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of your word. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In this week, this first week of the new year, uh, by realizing the mysterious words contained in the Bible about the blessed man in the first chapter of Psalms, we'll get a greater understanding of the mystery of the gospel contained in Psalms and learn more about the Lord Jesus Christ who saved us. After the resurrection of Jesus, um, from what he said unto his disciples, we are able to learn the gospel in the Psalms. This is Jesus talking to his disciples in Luke 24, verses 44 to 48. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. So he's talking about the Old Testament, uh, the law of Moses, the prophets. The Psalms. It contains everything. It contains prophecies about himself. Jesus Christ. You won't know unless you read it. If you don't believe it. I don't know what to tell you. But it's in there. You need to read it to find out. So then we need to ponder the written order of the scriptures. To get a deeper understanding. Of who is a blessed man. Chronicles is a book that records how the Israelites were scattered as captives of captives in Babylon due to their sins. The book of Ezra records the reunion of the scattered Israelites. The book of uh, Nehemiah records the reconstruction of the city that had collapsed. In the book of Esther, uh, Esther is a Gentile woman married and held the wedding feast for seven days. In the book of Job, the time of Jacob's trouble is revealed. This is when the Israelites suffered for seven years. This time is, um, this time coincides with Daniel's 70th week, the last seven years, or 42 months on the earth. Uh, Book of Job has 42 chapters, so it coincides with that timeline. 
Finally, in the Psalms, the Lord Jesus Christ is revealed as the blessed man who judges the world and establishes his kingdom. We can also see that there have been a series of events in the past related to Israel. Jerusalem was devastated by General Titus in 70 AD. Uh, it's written in 2 Chronicles. And from that time on, the Jews were scattered and wandered around all over the world. Eventually, the Jews returned to their homeland in Palestine, uh, Palestine by the Balfour Declaration of 1917 as it is prophesied in Ezra. And then in 1948, they built their country, just as it is written in Nehemiah. Sooner or later, the Gentile church shall be lifted up to heaven in the day of Christ, which is what we call rapture. To have the marriage supper of the Lamb for seven years, like Esther did, um, also written in Revelation chapter 19, verse 9. Meanwhile, down here on earth, the Jews will be persecuted by the Antichrist for seven years, kind of like Job. Um, this is written in Revelation twelve thirteen. At the end of the Great Tribulation, at the end of the seven-year Great Tribulation, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Most Blessed, shall appear as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He will judge the world and guide the remnant of Israelites to Petra, and he'll feed them for 1260 days, 1260 days, and ultimately guide them into his millennial kingdom as it is written in Revelations 12, 14. For those of you who is good at math, 1,260 days. That will equate to roughly three and a half years. That is the later half of three and a half years out of seven of the Great Tribulation. We'll come back to that a little later. In the Hebrew Scriptures, Psalms are followed after uh, the book of Malachi. Malachi prophesizes the words of the second advent of Jesus Christ in the judgment of God. Some of you might be new to this. This is this can be confusing. It's two different events. The rapture, um, the day of Christ, as, as it is written in the Bible, the day of Christ is different from day of the Lord or the second advent. The rapture takes place before the great tribulation. Okay? That is when Jesus comes to take his church, the Gentile church, all the saved Christian saints who is dearly waiting for his return. He's going to pluck each and every saved Christian saint out of this earth before the tribulation begins. Okay? The second advent, that's his second coming, a.k.a. second coming of Jesus Christ. Um, that is after the Great Tribulation. That is when he's coming back 
to defeat uh, the Antichrist, to lock up the Satan uh, for a thousand years in the uh, bottomless pit. That's when he comes back to take his kingdom, to take it back. So, Second Advent, it's a different, um, it's a different event from the Day of Christ. We can also see another mysterious revelation in which Psalms are followed after Job. 42nd chapter of Job, that's the last chapter, is a typological example of how God blesses the Jews, double the amount, uh, for those who repent after severely suffering for 42 months. So we mentioned this earlier, 42 months, three and a half years. This is the second half. Second half of the uh, the seven-year Great Tribulation, which is also called the period of Jacob's trouble, which is near future. It's, it's coming up soon. Bringing them into the Millennial Kingdom of Christ. In Job chapter 42, this is the last chapter also, Job finally repents before God, who appears before him. So, we shall see the Jews repent after seeing Jesus appearing at the end of the Great Tribulation. Um, it is recorded in Job 42, verse 5 and 6, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Prophet Zechariah also prophesies about this scene. He also prophesied about the nationwide salvation of the Israelites when they repent. In Zechariah 12, uh, verse 10, first, And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and of supplications. And they shall look upon me, whom they have pierced. And they shall mourn for him, as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him, as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. So pause right here real quick. So Zechariah 12, 10 this is a scene where all the Jewish people will look up in the sky and see Jesus Christ appearing in flesh. Just like he came the first time, he'll return the second time in the sky. And they're going to realize then, right then, they're going to see their true Messiah, the one they stabbed, they pierced on the cross at Calvary. They're going to be crying, repenting. Big time then. They'll realize they, they killed their Jewish king, Jesus Christ. They don't believe it right now. But that day, the entire nation will realize it. Everything that is written in the Bible will happen. Whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. Um, next is 13.1, Zechariah 13.1. Uh, in that day... There shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. Apostle Paul also testified of the mystery of the repentance and salvation of all Israel when the most blessed Lord Jesus Christ appears. 
He said this in Romans 11, uh, verse 25 to 27, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel. Yeah, blindness has happened, right? Not only are they blind, they are also deaf, according to Isaiah. God told Isaiah to make him blind and deaf. Even to this day, the Jewish people, people of Israel, they don't believe in Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean you have to be blind. Uh, let me go back to the verse, okay. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written. There shall come out of Sion the Deliverer, that's Jesus Christ, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. So therefore the blessed man who appears in the first chapter of Psalms, speaks as a type of the Lord Jesus Christ, who appears to the world after the great tribulation in the future. The Bible says that God blessed Jesus the most. Psalms 21 verse 6, For thou hast made him most blessed forever. Thou hast made him exceeding glad with thy countenance. Since Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born as the only man without sin, he is the very one that received the most blessing among all people. In addition, the Lord is a blessed one that is to marry with the children of God, regenerated by the Holy Spirit, by faith in Him. God chose Abraham to make blessed people through the Lord Jesus Christ and gave him the word of promise about them who shall be blessed in the future. Apostle Paul testified of them who shall be blessed. In Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 through 15, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for you, uh, for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth, or addeth thereto. For those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who receive the most blessings, from the Father God, and receive the Holy Spirit, shall be blessed through Him. Those who believe in Him are saved by grace, according to Ephesians 2, verses 7 and 8. will marry Him and become joint heirs with Him. Therefore, those who have been reborn by the Holy Spirit and have become blessed ones do not follow the counsel of the ungodly, who is deceived by Satan. And because of this, they shall not sin and not sit 
in the seat of the scornful who are mocking the second coming in the end time. The blessed ones like to read and listen to the words of God throughout the day and meditate the word in the night. The Bible testifies of them. First in Job 23:12, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Next in Psalm 119:105, it's a well-known verse. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light, and a light unto my path. And lastly, in verse 162, Psalm 119, 162, I rejoice at thy word, as one that findeth great spoil. The blessed one, like a tree planted by a river, bears fruit according to the seasons, and his leaves do not dry out and prosper in whatever he does. He overcomes Satan's temptations and do not commit sin so that he shall not be accused by the devil and prosper in the Lord. Also, the Bible speaks of the prosperity of the blessed one through prophet Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth, out her roots by the river, and shall not see when he when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Let's turn back real quick, um, since there are going to be people, and there are, around me too, wherever I go. I'm sure you see them too, who mock the second coming of Jesus Christ. Well, if you turn to 2 Peter chapter 3, it describes the same exact scene that we see even today. Even last year, you'll see him tomorrow. Even yesterday. This is years ago, and, it, and yet it's still the same. People still don't believe the second coming of Jesus Christ. But Apostle Peter left his epistle in 2 Peter chapter 3. I'm not going to go into detail, but there lists the prophecy of his coming. And it may seem like it's taking forever. Why isn't Jesus coming, you know, for all those believers out there? Or not. Uh, it may seem like he's not coming at all. You know, things are getting worse around the world. You know, we, we hear all these fear mongering uh, stories about, you know, the vaccines and the elections. It's a mess. Everything's like in a ruin, right? Things are never opening up. Everything is still shut down. Some things are open. And yet, people still mock the Bible-believing Christians who say, who preach to repent and believe in Jesus Christ because he is coming soon well if you don't believe me you can turn to 2nd Peter chapter 3 because God sees 
a day like a thousand years and thousand years like a day. He may seem like he's taking his time, but we need to see it as it's like, it's like a bonus round. It's like a bonus time, you know, like in a soccer match or football, wherever region that you might be living in, you get this extra time in the match. You know, you got 45 minutes in the first half and then uh, second half is 45 minutes. So we get total 90 minutes of the runtime. With all the fouls and all the whatever yellow cards and red cards that you may go through in the game, you get plus X amount of minutes. Could be four minutes, could be two minutes. That's more time for us to bring in more people to Christ. To spread the gospel, to win souls back. The Bible says a soul winner is considered wise. That's how Jesus sees us. You know, you don't have to grow a beard, you know, read thousands of books that your local university might offer you. That's not how you get wise. The Bible says you're a soul winner and you're wise. Winning souls for Christ. Spreading the gospel, preaching the gospel to win souls back to Jesus Christ. So, before I go, one last reminder, 2 Peter chapter 3. Find it and you can read it on your own. It mentions about his coming. Since we're talking about the gospel, uh, are you blessed? Have you been saved? Are you blessed with the Holy Spirit? Have you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and been saved? Well, everyone born here on earth through natural birth is a sinner according to the Bible. In Romans 3, 23 and 24, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. If we turn to Mark 7, if you don't have your Bible, I'll go ahead and read it. These are the sins according to seven, Mark 7, verse 20 through 23. And he said that which cometh out of the man that defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men. Check and see if you have any of these. Proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye. Blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Jesus took on all those sins that I read earlier and he died for you so that you don't have to pay for the price of sin. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. Earlier in the sermon, we mentioned that Jesus Christ was um, the begotten Son of Father God, a man without sin, conceived through Holy Spirit. He is the only man on earth ever to have no sin. And yet he took all our sins, even yours, so that you may live. But you have to believe in him. If you don't, 
you pay for the price of the sin that you're all holding in inside of you. For the wage of for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans chapter six, verse twenty-three. I'm gonna read you a few verses from John chapter sixteen. This is Jesus speaking. Um, uh, did you know it's a sin not to believe in the gospel of Christ? Okay. So this is John 16, uh, verse 7 through 11, Jesus speaking. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, that's the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. This is the born part of sin because they believe not on me. Okay, so it is a sin according to Jesus himself if you don't believe in him. Of righteousness because I go to my father. He went he went to heaven. He's up there right now. He's waiting to come back and pick up his church. If you're not saved, He's not picking you up. No, you're not getting a free ride. You are still here. This is why I'm telling you the gospel. You have to be raptured out of here before the great tribulation lands. He is coming for his church. It's soon. Um, of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. The prince of this world, today, this current world, it's not Jesus, not yet. That's his millennial kingdom. That's in the future. Right now, it's run by the devil himself. Okay? So the day of Christ, the day of rapture, as it gets closer and closer, right? It's getting closer. Regardless of what day, we're not setting dates on when that's going to be. But regardless when that is, it is getting closer no matter what. Because it has to be fulfilled. Just like Jesus said earlier in Luke 24. So, because the devil knows his time is um, ending... There's more deception going on. There's more, um, even believers, they're falling away. They're giving up. Okay? This is why we have to wear the whole armor of God. That's listed in uh, the book of Ephesians. It's your Bible. You have to read it. If, if not, it's like you're running into the battlefield without any magazines. Uh, if you're If you're a shooter... Dear listener, if you're if you're a shooter and you have guns at home, that's like you walking out there with no guns, no ammunition, nothing. You're out there with bare hands or even without a knife. Okay? So how are you going to stand the wiles of the devil 
all the deceptions that we are seeing. Well, you're going to be just flopping around. You know, you're going to pick up things from here, a little bit of there. You're going to go insane, you know. This is why you have to trust the Lord. Trust the word of God. Because that is everlasting. God is everlasting. He is the beginning and the end. Alpha and Omega. The word will be here even if you're not here. Everyone will be judged according to what is written in the Holy Bible. Now, whether you believe or not, okay, that's your choice. You know, many preachers across the country, across the world, across the internet, whatever language that you may speak other than English, you may see them everywhere, especially through the internet. They are warning you. The Bible is warning you. Ever since Christ died on the cross, it's been almost 2,000 years. Okay? We'll, we'll call it 2,000 years. This is the same Jesus Christ. This is the same God. The same God of John 3.16. That everybody knows. Everybody thinks God is all-loving. Okay. But you can't just pick and choose and think he is so kind all the time. You know, he's had it up to here, up to his head right now. He, he is angry. Why do you say? Because if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, his blood atonement, so many people for so many years have still not believed in him. Even today, they're not believing in him. He's had it enough. He's coming to pick up his church any day, any minute. So you can't say, I didn't know. Everything is written of him. So you can't make an excuse. Okay, so getting back on track. This is the gospel that you need to believe. This is according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the only gospel that you need to believe. Anything else is more than likely twisted. Okay? Now, the Bible warns us about there are many Jesus. There's other Jesus and other Gospels. Okay, this is the only Gospel. In the end times, like the modern days, there are different Gospels being preached. Gospel of prosperity, Gospel of this and that. This should be the only Gospel that you need to tell any unsaved soul out there. If you're an unsaved person right now listening to this, this is the Gospel that you need to believe in. Also, salvation is a gift. It's a gift from God. It's not something that you can buy or you have to work for. You don't work into your salvation, okay? You can't work for it. It says so in Ephesians 2, uh, verse 8 and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that 
not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then now that you've heard the gospel of Christ from 1 Corinthians 15, you must confess and believe the gospel. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. This is from Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. Um, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Skip a few verse, Romans 10. Verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What's his name? It's Jesus Christ. Lord. Jesus. Can you save me? Can you meet me today? At this hour? At this minute? So will you receive him? Right now. But you have to invite the Lord, Jesus Christ, to enter your heart. And call on his name. He'll listen. We'll do the uh, sinner's prayer together. But this is for you. I'll start off and you can follow along. Pause and repeat if you need to. Okay? So here we go. Lord, I am a sinner. I know that I shall be judged and will be sent to hell because of my sins. However, I believe in Jesus Christ, who was judged and died on the cross instead of me. Now I open my heart to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior forever. Please lead me in your way so that I may serve you. Thank you for your cleansing of my sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for saving me from the destruction of hell. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray, amen. Thank you for your time. If today was your first time ever hearing the gospel of Christ, God bless you. And do please share this message among your friends and family who have not yet received Lord Jesus Christ. Also, please read your Bible daily and get to know God. You know, be intimate with Him. You know, episodes like today's, uh, you might need to hear them more than once. You know, the Bible says faith comes from hearing, and hearing is the Word of God. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your message through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Allowing me to testify according to the verses contained in the Holy Bible. I only pray at this hour that may only your word of truth be retained and remembered in all the listeners out there, in their hearts. Bless and sanctify each and every one who has received you as Lord and Savior. And also please guide, please guide each and every step of their way of their walk with you, Lord. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray. Amen.